This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Motorcycle Talk Show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome to another riveting edition of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I'm Tony Wink with my sidekick, PJ Dorn from Hicklin Power Sports. Scott Casper is taking the week off dealing with dogs and bats. Makes perfect sense if you know him. <laughs> Truth. Our producers are Jack and Leanne Daly on. Big thanks to Tommy Boy Halverson and uh, Ed Coolenkamp for all their contributions on the show. Big news in motocross. Eli Tomac delivers his third title in a row in the 450 class. The three-peats. Yeah, he's the only man to do that in our modern times. Only Ricky Carmichael did it. That's sort of our era. Tony D and Gary Jones have won the U.S. Elite Outdoor Motocross title three years in a row. That's it. That's the only people that have done it. So big congrats to Eli Tomac and the entire Monster Energy Kawasaki team. One round still remains, so he wrapped that up early uh, for the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. This weekend, this coming weekend in Crawfordsville, Indiana, the Ironman, which relatively is new to the series compared to some of the other rounds, but it's already become a fan favorite, and they get massive crowds. So they have the GNCC there, as we talked yeah, about off-air. it's awesome. Yeah, yep. so it's a really good facility. They have a regional there for Loretta Lens. Uh, so that'll be a good round. Looks like they have some good weather coming, at least hopefully. Second place is still wide open for Marvin Muskin and Kenny Roxon with only five points separating the two in the 450 class. And it appears uh, former Supercross champ Jason Anderson will finish fourth in that series. In the 250 class, it's Adam Cianciarillo, title to lose for sure, as he sits 30 points ahead of the Frenchman Dylan Ferrandez, and I believe Justin Cooper should finish third in that series. We had Peoria this weekend. It looked like it was going to be a rainout. They pulled her off. Talk about that, PJ. Yeah, it was a, a historic weekend for many reasons. One, in the lightweight class, we had a young Dallas Daniels get his first professional uh, American flat track win in the singles class, followed by Dan Bromley and Jesse Janish. And in the twins class, for the first time since the year 2003, someone other than the Prince of Peoria, or now the King of Peoria, Henry Wiles, stood on top of the podium. Uh, Unfortunately, he was recovering from an injury he suffered at the uh, Black Hills um, race at the half mile. So this year goes to Briar Bauman, followed closely by his brother Bronson, and our first guest tonight. Can't wait to talk to him. J.D. Beach finished out the podium. And this coming weekend, of course, we will also have MotoGP from Silverstone with the return of Jorge Lorenzo to the Repsol team. And we've also got Moto America going racing in Pittsburgh. And we'll be talking to some of those guys tonight as well. All right. Thanks, PJ. We're going to uh, uh, let me tell you who's going to be on the show. Chris Hawkins is going to be on, who's uh, one of the the helpers with the Boltaco Astro Cup, which is going on next weekend. They're going to have that. And then also them boys are all going to go to Davenport and race on Friday, August 30th, in conjunction with that huge uh, the motorcycle swap meet, the vintage swap meet, antique motorcycle swap meet, I guess it is. So uh, Chris will be on. He's a he's a super cool guy. Jesse Janish is on, who's um, 
a uh, AFT singles class racer, sitting fourth, I think, in points. J.D. Beach, as you mentioned. Hour number two, we're going to have Tristan Hart, who is a extremely talented 22-year-old off-road rider. He finished a uh, remarkable 14th overall in the Erzberg Rodeo this year, so you know he's no slouch. And then uh, your buddy, our buddy, Drake Beecham, is going to be on. Yep, friend of Pit Pass. You bet. And uh, so anyway, let's go to our first guest, J.D. Beach. J.D., uh, let's talk about Peoria. How was that? Uh, it, it was good. It was, uh, I mean, uh, really when I w- w- woke up that uh, that day, I, I really didn't even think we were going to be racing because, I mean, it was pouring down rain. But, uh, I mean, the track did uh, a great job getting it ready and, uh, I, I mean, it's been, it was the first time I have raced there since 2015, but I mean, the, 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 the rack was nice. JD, what'd you think of that? If so you haven't been there since 15, you haven't been there since, uh, they started running twins. So this was the first time for you to huck one around that particular track what'd you think of that jump on your guys big bikes because we were there last year year before and man it's a it's it, no it was joke. rough <laughs> parts parts were falling off bikes last year and the year before yeah no they, they, this year they spent a lot, a lot of time on the jump and uh really, really kind of uh re-spaced the jump and changed it a bit and and I, I I think all of the twins did well um, off the jump. I, I I honestly don't even think one broke. <laughs> no foot pegs falling off, off, or or uh, no, <laughs> we no, saw all no, that the first we, year. We, we, we're yeah, I mean we're still getting a lot of air, but but no, I I I think the jump was uh, real smooth. Well, congrats again on your podium finish, J.D. You came in third, and uh heck of a race having the brothers in front of you. Uh, you hadn't raced there in a few years. It's odd, almost, it seems, to talk about anybody but Henry Wiles winning it. That's what people used to say before Chris Carr retired. It was weird to talk about anyone winning it before he quit. Um, unfortunate we didn't get to see Wiles, but was the, I mean, did the day go pretty smooth after the near rainout? Yeah, yeah, I I think so. Uh, I mean, at at, at least for me, we we were kind of hoping we'd have uh, a a little bit more speed there. But uh, with with that track and the the way the turn, the turns are, it, it was uh, a a little hard uh, for us on the yeah on the Yamahas, but. But no, man. I I think the day went smooth. It, it was it was kind of nice because uh, the day went went by quick because they 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 were wanting to get it done before it rained again and before it got dark. So so it was good. Well, that's awesome, and I think it's worth touching back, JD. You've had uh, you've done a number of rides this year. I guess I don't know the total count. Whenever. It seems whenever there hasn't been a conflict with your uh, Moto America ride, you've been out in the AFT Twins class. Congrats on your win at the Buffalo Chip, man. Uh, that was that was impressive. Uh, how cool was it to be standing on top of that podium? Yeah, it, it, it was it, 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 it was cool, but 
it was, it was, I, I, I think that was the first time I've ever been heartbroken to win just because the, the way, uh, the, the, the way I won with, with Jake, uh, my teammate and Draken on the last lap and the last turn when, when he had led the whole race, it, it kind of, it, it sucked, but, but no, I mean, it, it was still cool to get the win there. Didn't you win in Arizona too? Yes. Yeah. You're so you got easy. a couple wins and a, and a, so what are you sitting in like 10? You're, 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 you're knocking on top 10 without even hitting them all. Yeah. I, I think right now I'm sitting 11th maybe. That's an, that's an impressive run for a very hotly contested Two wins and a podium this last weekend. That's uh, not bad for a road racer. And we're only talking about three of them. We're only talking about three of them. You know, you've had other great results. You've been solid on the bike. Has that bike been getting better? I know Estenson, we've, we've talked to him. We've talked to everybody who races for him. His bikes are incredible and seem to be getting better. I mean, is. It certainly seems like the team's gelling around this MT-07. Is that what's really – does it feel that way to the racers? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the bike is getting better. It's not it, It's not changing as fast as we had hoped, but, but it, it, it's not too bad. But I know the team is working super hard. So, I mean, there, there's it, – it, it, it's not because uh, they're, they're not trying. It's just – uh, when 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 you're trying to trying to develop a bike while you're racing, it's uh, a bit hard. Any any riding off outside of just the racing on that bike? Not not right now. I, at least for me, just because uh, when when I'm not there, I'm at a moto. I'm, America race, so I mean, it's like, so every weekend I've got something going on. So, it must be nice to be a rock star like you. No kidding, man. <laughs> Just fly to races, everybody hands you cool stuff. Did I bring my fly. helmet? Oh, you've got my helmet. Okay, good. Here we go. Let me throw my bike over this. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and win this race. Okay, great. <laughs> We're proud of you, man. It's, I'm, I'm happy for you. It's cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's you've awesome. Only, you've only got three rounds left in Moto America. I guess uh, AFT series is getting pretty thin as well. Um, what are you looking forward to doing in the off season? I mean, is there is there an off season for JD Beach, or does he uh, head to Europe and do a bunch more racing that we don't know about? Yeah, you know, I I, I really don't know yet because I I I don't really know what what I'll be doing uh, for next year, but. I, my hope and my plan is October because I think the last race of the AFT season uh, is the last week of September. So October, I'm planning on staying home the whole time, not not going. In, well, for one weekend, I'm going to Michigan for a big ride, but other than that, I, I don't plan on uh, leaving the house. You gonna go up and riding up in the UP on dirt bikes? Yeah. Oh man, have you ever done it? Yeah, we there's a uh, a big group of some 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 guys that go right. You know, I I, I think you might have heard like this guy Jared Knees, uh, Brian Smith, I mean, like some 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 guys that race a, a little bit. But but no, it, it, it it's fun. There, there's a huge group 
group of us that that uh, that uh, that go up and and it's a fun time. I mean, I've heard of them. I, I assume they're just some local guys in Michigan or something. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's right. uh, yeah, and and and, and at, actually, one of your next guests uh, last year he was in Texas, drove up to my house, and then we drove up there to, uh, together. The thing about the UP is that there's no way to rock star that thing. There's no that I know of airports that you can just say, "Hey, meet you boys here, pick me up at the airport." Like most people do to me, you know. It's uh, it's green, a Green Bay be about as good as you're gonna get. It's a drive. That's yeah, a haul from there, but it's worth it. And uh, uh, we've we went with uh, some, when Parts Unlimited had a deal, we would go up there, and I would I either worked for for a vendor to parts unlimited or i'd sneak my way in with some bike shop they would say all right let tony go he'd be one of our guys and we did rides up there every year and uh dick burleson would be the guide and i rode with scott summers i rode with jimmy jarrett david knight um john dowd was there it was a bunch of cool it was super cool and and believe me them boys they know how to Boogie find the trails the trail. yeah the trail. yeah they're like try to keep up tubby and i'm like okay i'm coming <laughs> yeah, it was so much fun yeah I'm, I'm envious in that when is your trip to the up because that's the weather's kind of it gets cold pretty quick up there yeah i think it's the second weekend of october yeah it'll be cold yeah it's, yeah. it's your, no longer yeah, warm it was cold last year yeah take your riding gear because it'll be oh yeah your jackets and stuff well, that's awesome man mm-hmm. uh i do have a, a a uh, road racing question if you don't mind i know you're mr flat track right now but i wanted to talk about laguna seca where you raced the uh, both the motor america and the world super on two different bikes two different brands of tires it had to be an incredible uh, experience trying to transition the two back to back and and i just curious what some of the you know some of the more major differences were with the dunlops and the pirellis which you had to use for world supers and 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 all that that's uh that had to have been no easy easy task to get done yeah it was uh it was a lot of work I mean, not only for me but for the team too because you know I, I i would go out uh for world superbike and uh that was like a 15 uh minute session and then i'd come back in i'd have to change my suit because the suit had different stuff on it and oh, go man. back out for yeah, and, and go back out for Moto America. So, and then once I got done with those two sessions, we had about an hour break, or maybe an hour, an hour and a half break. And we and me and Richard with Attack would have to go over data and the bike, and so after I had just gotten done riding for an hour on the, the Moto America bike, I had to go back and try and remember what I did on the world super bike, go, go, go over that stuff and not get confused when we went over the Moto America stuff. So, it, I mean, it was, it was a, like just that stuff was a, a, a lot of work. And did you end up with, J.D., I'm sure at the end of it all, at the end of the weekend, uh, you've got a great team. Were you 
was it massively different setups based on the two different tires? Because as I understood, the bikes were relatively the same uh, spec as far as uh, setup goes. You just clearly had to tune one for one tire and tune the other for another tire. Were the, were the settings a long, long ways apart, or was it small details? I, I, I wouldn't say it was long, long ways, but it was quite a bit uh bit different between the two bikes and, and even uh because on the world super bike we we could only rev it to 14.7 and the moto america bike goes to i think 15.2 or so so i mean just that alone with the electronics with the uh traction control we wheelie control and like even my shift points and stuff were a bit different yeah it wouldn't be i can imagine that would might even change uh overall gearing or gear selection at least if those you know four five hundred rpms off the top end i can imagine that so do the boys talk to each other when they're when they're setting i mean it's it's got to be it's got to be a lot of working together you know what i mean yeah i mean well Luckily, we I, I, there there was one crew that 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 I worked with with the whole season, and they worked with Richard last year too. And they, I mean, they worked really hard. For I mean, it's a small crew, and uh, they 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 worked really hard, and they know their job to do and man, they, they they did a great job jd it's always fun having you on congratulations on all your success we want to uh just keep it rolling it's it's awesome to watch we're big fans here at pit pass Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we've got Jesse Janish going to join us, talk a little bit about the AFC singles class. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. This is Hillbilly, David B. and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-stroke. Strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Dual VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today.
America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. This is Jason Conlon, Pro Super Motor Racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back. We want to thank Racetech, the science of suspension. For nearly 30 years, Racetech has been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. You can visit their website at Racetech.com. They did my suspension for Loretta's, and I got to say, it is the best stuff that I have ridden to date. And I want to give a big thanks to Rob and Chris and everybody over there and Wyatt. Don't want to forget Wyatt. So thanks, guys, at Racetech. All right, our uh, our last guest was J.D. Beach. If you missed that, you can go back and listen, pitpassmoto.com or on our app. Up next is a very fast AFT single-class single racer, Jesse Janish, joins us now. What's up, Jesse? How are you? Welcome to Pit Pass. Um, I'm doing well. How are you? We are just fine here. Talk about talk about flat track. How's it going? Congrats on your podium at the TT, man. Great job. Oh, thank you. It was uh, it was definitely a pretty crazy day. Um, waking up to a monsoon, literally. Um, <laughs> I slept at the track because uh, we've got we've got a pretty nice rig thanks to Roost Systems, and uh, we slept at the track. And uh, wow, I mean, we woke up and it started drizzling, and I was like, "All right, that's cool. Like we can race tomorrow, being that uh, we would just do it on Sunday." And uh, man, I tell you what, the weather came in hard, and we sat through it. And they're like telling us how they were just going to wait and like make a decision and i'm like there's there's just no way it's happening and uh but uh aft and as well as pmc is sponsored by caterpillar and i tell you what they have some of like the craziest equipment i've ever seen that comes out there they literally scraped like probably six inches off the track and uh and literally reshaped everything and and gave us a you know a good racetrack to race on for the day um it was pretty surprising you know and you you can i've i've slept in half a million dollar coaches and i've slept in $50 campers 
and they it whenever it rains and you're hoping it doesn't rain it sounds like it sounds like it's just like hail no matter what right even if you're in your van it just sounds like oh man it's soup it's always louder in a camper or in a coach isn't it oh yeah yeah i mean the van is the van's really loud because that's just basically a tin roof. Yeah. Um, at least in the hauler, it's, it's like uh, you know, it's got a little bit of insulation, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not like uh, not like sleeping in a house. Unfortunate or fortunately, it didn't it didn't start really coming down until uh, we were already up. I mean, we wake up at especially for that round, we're up at about six in the morning um, just to start making breakfast and then uh, and then get in because that's a that's an early that's a day race for us, obviously. So. Um, you know, some of the rounds we don't have to be there till like ten in the morning. Uh, that one we're there at seven a.m. So, um, so yeah, we were already up when it started raining. But uh, yeah, we were just pretty much sitting and hanging out. I actually started watching the the AMA motocross race on my phone. Um, was watching qualifying and everything when they made the call that we are actually gonna gonna be going racing that day. So, and how was uh, did the infield flood? I've been there before, and boy, it seems like that's about the lowest place out there. Was the infield completely a lake? It was surprising. It actually wasn't bad. Um, you know, it. I think that what the reality was is it didn't rain long. It just rained really, really hard. So, yeah, it was surprising, but it wasn't bad. Um, obviously, it was a little muddy when we first got there, but the pit area was good. Um, that's obviously all grass, anyways. But it, it wasn't bad. The only, I mean, it was a little bit of a struggle because a lot of the, you know, the big rigs can't drive down the hill. So a lot of us were yeah. borrowing trucks, borrowing vans. I actually borrowed uh, Jared Vanderkoy's van um, to get my stuff down there, and uh, and you know that's a little bit of a task also. And then we just rode the bikes down the hill. So uh, you know, going across the track, literally my bikes were were muddy before I touched the track to actually ride. You know, but it was what it was. And and AFT and Caterpillar did a great job getting everything turned around, and it was fortunate we were be able, we were able to race. Yeah, that's uh, no doubt a. a- Kudos go to the PMC because that yeah JD said the same thing. Uh, it, no one thought they were racing that day, and then it came really good. Actually, he said the track got really good. Uh, how was it in your classes? Very single start first, so I'm sure you guys got the the slippery end of the scale. Um, actually, so that, it depends on the track, but they kind of flip flop us a lot. So Twins actually went first for the day. Um, typically, I think. Uh, a couple of the arguments in the past were that the singles riders with less experience don't necessarily make the best line choice for the track. Um, at least that was the argument out of some of the twins riders. So AFT just corrected that by just allowing the twins riders to go first. So a lot of the tracks we actually go to AFT twins, uh, start the practice sessions. Um, and then it singles follow. And then it, the schedule always flip flops, but, um, with the twins riders being a lower rider count normally than the singles are first for the heat races. So a lot of times we get done with qualifying and we're almost right back up into our heat races because we go after the twins. So it's kind of a weird deal, but, um, the track was good. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of time for track prep because we were so delayed on the sun. So I think personally on, for me that hurt, um, cause we went into the main and the track was a lot drier and it was starting to chuck out, which is not my strong suit. Um, so it kind of sucked for me. I went from being pretty fat. I went from being fast all day and actually like fast qualifier and, and was on pole for the main and then went out in the main and, and kind of struggled. So that part of it for myself sucked, but, um, but regardless for, for the racing and for, uh, you know, for the fans and for everybody else, I mean, it was great just to be able to get it in and, and not have to delay it that day and worry about, you know, fan count and everything else. I'm sure it was hurting with the rain, but you know, it's always, it's always, 
it's always better if we can get it on the day of the event and not have to delay at all. Yeah, that's for sure. You sing praises to uh, the organization and and Caterpillar and and uh, PMC and AFT. A lot of people are are talking about AF, AFT and American Fly Track and the, and the changes that they're making. Um, what are your What are your thoughts? Are you? Uh, I mean, you sound like you're pretty stoked on them. Um, I mean, as far as like, are you talking next year with the Super Twins or mm-hmm. just in general over the last couple of years? Yeah, I'm talking about. Uh, both, to be fair, because they've done a lot of good things, and maybe you don't agree with all of them, but but I would, but I would like to hear your opinion as a writer overall. The things that they're, you think that they should have done differently, or should be doing differently, or I don't know. I just kind of want to get a writer's opinion, and you, uh, you seem like you might give them a fair shot on the air of of how you feel. Uh yeah. I mean, as far as you can't argue with the the fact that we're racing in front of a lot of people. Um. You know, unfortunately, back in 2011, I remember racing in front of, like, 500 people, if not less. Um, So you certainly can't argue the fact that we're getting in front of a lot of people nowadays, which is awesome. Um, So that's obviously kudos to them. From a personal side, I wish they would market more riders. Um, I know they have a marketing plan that kind of revolves around only certain riders, which I don't prefer. I would like to see, you know, a lot of the riders. If a rider's doing well that day, I'd love to see them you know, get the publicity that I think they deserve. I think um, a lot of people are spending a lot of money to be involved in the sport. And I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with keeping those people happy. And sometimes just as something as little as a social media post or something like that can go a long way with, with, uh, you know, with some morale for some people. Um, In regards to next year, you know, we're going to have to wait it out and see what happens. Um, There's a lot of questions with the rules and, and, uh, and some of the stuff coming out and, I mean, I'm basically sitting around like everybody else that doesn't really know what's going to happen yet. They haven't, uh, I mean, they sent out like the, the structure of what they were thinking. And, um, you know, there were certainly some, some arguments and some not happy people in the pit area. And I know there was a meeting after that. And it seems like a lot of things have, are starting to get questioned and possibly changed. And it, it's not like uh, it's not necessarily written down as the rule for next year yet. So. Um, just kind of sitting around and waiting. I don't think the singles class is going to change much, which that's where I'm going to be next year. Um, so really my only opinion is based off as a fan, you know, and, and looking for the next riders coming up and, and more concern for them. Um, I don't necessarily like the fact that it's cut off at 16 riders. Um, only because, you know, as a, as a young guy coming into the sport, can they look forward to being in that class? I don't know. You know, I, I know when I came in, the goal, you know, the first goal is normally make a main, get a national number, um, you know, and baby steps. And now that's kind of being taken away, I guess, a little bit. Um, there's obviously other opportunity, though. The singles class is not what it was, you know, five years ago. It's no, not even it's, what it was three years ago. Singles Same. class is legit now. It is a legit yeah. pro class. And it was not yeah. back. I don't want to say it. I don't want to take anything away from anybody, but they've, they've really made the singles class what the the 250 class is in outdoors or supercross in my opinion it's rock stars rock stars are racing the singles class right and right i mean back in back in like i'm I'm just thinking like brad baker i mean brad breaker excuse me bad break well brad baker you had him um jeffrey carver and like rispoli those were like the top three guys i'm not taking anything away from fourth or be it back but like those two three guys were pretty elite and it was easier to get a fourth now Man, a fourth is hard to come by. I mean, if you're getting fourth, you're a legit dude in the class. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can win singles and go 
you know, beat Breyer in the Twins class by any means, but the singles class is definitely getting tough to where if Breyer came down, he wouldn't win every event, you know? Would he be close? Well, maybe. He'd definitely be consistent, but I don't think he'd be winning every cl- every race in our class, you know? Can you explain for, for our listeners and, and what what they are proposing with the only 16 riders and the teams own the, the, the numbers and that sort of thing? Um, yeah, I mean, from, from the way I understand it is basically it's, it's trying to copycat a little bit of a MotoGP style. So they're going to have like their own pit area. Um, and, and in regards to that, I'm not sure how that's going to be worked out. If, if it's going to be like fan access at all times or how, what their perspective is. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be basically 16 riders. And the theory there is that now you're going to have 16 guys that, you know, for a fact are showing up at every round throughout the series. And right now we don't necessarily have that. We've got about 12 regular guys. Um, you know, Brian Smith has had a little, some issues this year. He skipped a couple rounds. Uh, Brandon Robinson's got an injury right now. He skipped a couple rounds. So the theory is basically from a fan aspect, you're going to know that the rider you're rooting for is going to be there no matter what. Um, because they're scheduling it that 16 riders, they're in the main event, they're guaranteed spots. And from there, um, you know, you're just, you're just going to know that they're going to be there. And then from, from the sanctioning bodies aspect also, they can market you that way also. Um, you know, we're going to go to certain round, let's say Peoria, and they're going to obviously market Henry Wiles. You know, he's going to be there. You know, he's going to be good. And that's going to be like his week to shine. And then, you know, we're going to go to Springfield mile and that might be Brian Smith's time or, you know, and we're going to go to another round like Buffalo chip and you're going to highlight Jake Johnson because you know, he's good there. And so I, I, I get it from like the fan aspect, you know, right now it's maybe a little bit of a question mark if that rider you want to root for is even showing up. So I get it from that side, but, um, I still, I still prefer that you race your way into the main event. I, I guess I, uh, maybe I have the old school roots there a little bit. Well, I, I think what they're trying to do and, and, and I've invited Michael Locke to be on the show. He says he can do it in like a week or two. I was hoping to get him on this week, but we'll get him. He's always he's always uh, made time for us on on pit pass. But you know they they wanting to uh, you know obviously it's a marketing thing, and I and I commend them for that. And change is difficult, but I I feel the same way too. Just just that if there's a guy that's that's good enough to throw his leg over and put it in the main event, then then how can you turn him away? Because as a fan and maybe you know so they're trying to bring in new fans i would assume that's why they're they're uh wanting to do it this way fans that maybe don't exist or people that are not that interested and they want to be able to brand them market them that sort of thing i get it um but also uh you know from a guy that's grown up racing continues to race i'm involved in racing i mean you know i work for wiseco i there's there's a lot of stuff that i you know on a weekly daily basis that i that I deal with in racing and that kind of thing. If there's a guy that's good enough, you know, if is JD beach going to be able to go racing in the twins class? Cause I sure want to see him race there, but now he can't maybe because the team doesn't have a place for him. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And then what's going to happen with him is he's just going to come down in a singles class. And, Cause we don't have those same rules yet. Now, will that change? I don't know, but currently the, from the way it sounds, production twins and singles will not follow those same rules. So, does that mean you're going to have a, an exceptionally top-tier talented guy come down into the quote-unquote lesser class and start dominating? I don't know. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Um, 
I think. Uh, honestly, it, um, go ahead. Sorry, a lot of guys probably don't remember, but I remember Brad Baker. Brad Baker getting his uh, provisional to race I ninety six Speedway back in, like in his rookie year, and he ended up throwing it in the main event, getting like a tenth. So, I mean, that's a pretty cool storyline that they're going to lose with this new concept, you know. Well, <laughs> and, and it sounds like you. So, you believe uh, in some way, at least, Jesse, that they're they're listening to riders and teams with the input currently. Uh, I think that's what you were leading with. Is is that a fair assessment? Um, I think so, but I think it a lot of it came because there was so much anger. But I think that a lot of that anger possibly came from maybe a little bit of a lack of communication. Um, I, I mean, not that I'm a team owner or anything like that, but I was certainly completely unaware of the new changes. Um, we sit through a meeting in the beginning of the year at Daytona, and Michael Locke kind of goes over like his views. Um, and I sat through that. I didn't really see what they ended up portraying later, what he was saying back then. Um, you know, so I didn't really see it all coming. And then uh, and then they kind of just laid it out, and it was black and white. These are the policies and these are the rules. And, I mean, there was like a rule where you had to have a hauler. It's like, okay, I fully understand that, you know, pit presence, they want everything to look professional. But you've also got guys like Davis Fisher, who's like a pretty much legitimate privateer, who's finding all of his own personal funding. I mean, if you're going to take that guy and let's say he gets 50 grand a year to go racing to fund his program, now he needs to take all of that 50 just to buy a nice hauler. I mean, that's really unfortunate for a guy like Davis who's now got to go try to raise double the money basically to go racing the next year. Well, you know, and, who's and a good rider. AFT may may be, you know, with I could see this too that AFT could could help and assist and bring in sponsors I find it uh, that would be. I think that's pretty optimistic that a promoter will come in and help a rider or a team earn money to run their series. Um, whereas Feld is famous for stealing sponsors or taking sponsors that a that a uh, a team has and turn it into a title series a, a sponsor. Series sponsor, yes. Um, and I probably just pissed somebody off, but I don't care. That's it's it's that's what they're <laughs> it's what they're famous for. I got examples yeah. if you want any. Um, so uh, you know, monster right, Monster Energy Supercross. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say that that's where it started with Mitch Payton, but uh, you never know. Um, all right, uh, we better change the subject, Jesse. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we have to go to commercial break. We I I I could do an hour with you. You're a great interview, man. Thanks. And and again, congrats on your uh, your race results this past weekend and and this whole season. You've been uh, you've been doing great. Are there any sponsors that you'd like to uh, especially uh, thank while you got the while you got the mic there, Jesse? Oh, absolutely. Um, Roost Systems of Dallas, Texas has been a massive sponsor for me. Um, I moved down to Texas basically to train and race and, and work for them as well. Um, everybody else, I mean, we've had Olin's come on board this year. Uh, it's been a huge help working with Jimmy Wood and switching over to Olin's. That's kind of been a big part of my program, and that's kind of why things have gone a lot better this year, is just kind of having the knowledge and, and the support there from the suspension side of things. Um, so otherwise, uh, just my, my typical sponsors, Recluse Clutches, Motion Pro, uh, Vortex, Works Connection, just everybody that's kind of been behind me. Lately, I've been getting a lot of help from Ein Steer, and I really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, just everybody that's been behind me, my fiance and uh, all my friends. I mean, 
we kind of carpool sometimes to the races and help drive and everything else. Been, uh, it's been a good year so far. And loan each other's vans out to get down the hill at Peoria. Yep, yep. Jared Vandercoy helping me out at Peoria. <laughs> that was great. All right, Jesse, we got to take a break. Appreciate the time. No problem. All right, I want to thank Wiseco Performance Products, carrying a full line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, visit Wiseco.com. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Chris Hawkins with the Boltaco Astro Group. This is Pit Pass. Kevin Schwantz here, 1993 500cc world champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days with the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and protective yet still durable fly racing created its evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements evolution 2.0 features the industry's first boa closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort smooth even closure no pressure points and simple one-handed adjustment add to that the evolution 2.0 profit advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Hi, this is Ed Morland. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Welcome back to the show. I want to thank Racetech, the science of suspension, for nearly 30 years. have been producing the highest quality 
suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. Visit their website at racetech.com. We've had a nice conversation with J.D. Beach and Jesse Janish. Jesse is uh, he's a good interview, man. Absolutely and knowledgeable about his sport. So hopefully the next guy we have on doesn't screw it up because we've had a pretty good hour so far. <laughs> Chris Hawkins joins us. One of the organizers of the Boltaco Astro Cup, the Astro Invitational, took place uh, earlier this year at Dixie Speedway in Woodstock, Georgia, and it was designed to benefit American Flat Track's official charity, the Rookies of 79 Charity for Injured Riders. And he joins us now. Chris Hawkins, what's up, man? How are you? Good, man. Thank you. Thank you. Good interview with the guys before. Sounded, uh, those are uh, always amazing individuals, and I'd love to get to their level someday. Well, I don't think we ever will, Chris. <laughs> 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 I think that's wishful thinking. But uh, Yeah, yeah. So you, you've, got, uh, you've got a busy weekend coming up next week. We do have a busy weekend, and it actually got lightened a little bit. So um, there's about 60 of us throughout the United States that have varying degrees of Astros, and we come together usually at about 20 at a time for events scattered around the country. Um, we've most recently kind of in the last year or so gotten involved with AFT and sometimes get to be their halftime show Atlanta. Uh, we, we raced down there and I was very fortunate to, uh, um, Davey Jarrell is one of my riders and I got to get on top of the box with him. Um, we won that race. So, uh, we, we have, we have a good time chasing these Astros around the country. And, um, this coming weekend will be Thursday night in Springfield, Friday night in Davenport, and then come back to Springfield Saturday night for the class of 79 fundraiser that they're doing during the one miles. Uh, originally we were looking at doing a race on Monday there back in Springfield, but they kind of canceled that or we weren't able to uh, put that one together. So, so your, your, your class is 79, the, the, the benefit, tell me, tell me what that is. What is it? What does that consist of? Is that so something the, we can the, join as fans? Absolutely. The class of 79 is for injured riders. Um, there's really not a, like um, J.D. and Jesse were on before, I'm sure most of them have very limited health care insurance. So, and especially when you're doing extreme sports, most insurance companies won't even observe that. So the class of 79, and I can't rattle them all off. I wish I could. Charlie, Charlie Roberts is kind of the kingpin or the leader of it all. He's the director, um, who is an Astro writer as well. Um, Scotty Parker, Wayne Rainey, uh, Ronnie Jones, uh, Lance Jones, and Jackie Mitchell. Um, they are all the board of the class of 79, and it's basically a nonprofit that helps support injured riders. And um, we do our bull taco races. Um, as you and I spoke earlier, we take our number plates, have our riders sign them, and those become auction material for the um, for the class of 79. And we do very well with the number plates. Uh, part of the reason we change the colors up on the number plates is they've become somewhat of a collectible. Yeah, and I can see some of them, depending on the rider, depending on how they finish, that kind of thing could bring some pretty good money. Yep, they do. Um, 
general rule of thumb, I think Davies, uh, after Atlanta, brought uh, $250, something like that. And you got 20 riders spread out across there. It's a it's a three or $4,000 payday for the class of 79. And they're at every AFT event um, selling uh, their wares. Uh, and again, all those dollars and all those proceeds go right back to injured riders. And that is awesome. And the riders, I'm sure uh, th- this is all... When you say injured riders, you're referring specifically to current AFT rate right, racers, or are we across multiple <laughs> disciplines? We're no, we're across, they're across the board. All they have to be is basically a flat track racer. They do as much on the amateur side as they do on the pro side. This is for injured flat track riders. Gotcha, making it a much even farther reaching. Uh, uh, type of charity and that's again impressive and kudos to you and the and those like you doing this can you tell us a little bit about these bikes because uh well they haven't made it astros for quite some time and you guys have 60 some of them that it sounds like are uh, a traveling circus that go racing with them well we we have uh, approximately 60 owners and at any given time 20 owners in, in one place i personally hold five of them um, they stopped making them in 79, uh, and that you run into a whole, uh, we could do a whole hour-long show on the demise of Bull Taco, and Marco is a dictator in Spain, and AMA, and changing the rules, and it, it gets real complicated. But we won't go there, but yeah, there's about uh, 60 of us that travel around the country and uh, uh, get to put on our races when we can. I ultimately only get to do maybe four or five a year. Um, I still have a day job. This really doesn't pay anything. <laughs> so uh, this is this is my therapy or my passion. Are you married? Uh, I I am I am I am engaged, getting ready to get married. So she's probably pretty cool if she's going along with this uh, this bull taco she's astro thing. Hard, <laughs> she's more hardcore than I am. She uh, back last fall. Um, I was, uh, she, we raced one weekend and, um, I was, you know, wasn't excited. I was just down there cleaning bikes and she goes, you need to turn those around. We're going to Ocala next week. (laughs) She's as, she's as hardcore as anybody ever is. And she's my driver. That's, uh, that's fun. We we have, uh, very, very blessed to have a great motor home to run up and down the highway in. And she's my driver. I don't think I've driven six feet out the end of the driveway. Well, you've got a deal. yeah, forty foot coach, twenty four foot trailer, and I just sit over there and sleep. That is, that's a deal, and uh, it's too late. I can't ask. She's got a sister. I'm recently married myself, uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess that's over. Well, what kind of power? If, so people know what they're looking at when you guys get out there in force. What kind of power are you getting out of these Astros? Are we talking fifteen to twenty? or Are we talking thirty horsepower? Oh no, we're uh, we're all liars. Let me just get that laid out there and you're never going to get you're never going to get a straight answer from, from gotcha so, so we generally I, I i can give you some ranges we're uh we're going to be somewhere between about 38 horsepower and about 46 horsepower so and that's on a 360 model in a place like atlanta a big half mile davenport you'll be able to actually see the 360 matter at Springfield, the little bull ring, um, I actually have Davey riding a 250 there because I don't believe it matters. Hmm. So um, you, so your schedule Thursday, you're doing – what are you doing there on Thursday at Springfield? 
So that's uh, uh, Steve Nice's District 17 race. Normally, mm-hmm. we would race there on Saturday night. Our plan when we started looking at doing this was Davenport Friday night, Springfield Saturday night. Obviously, stick around for the mile on Sunday. Mm-hmm. May, May race gets rained out. They decide to do double headers, pushes everything back. So uh, now they're... What was normally their Saturday night show gets kind of compressed into part of a Friday night show, and um, the Saturday morning show that he normally has, which is the District 17 race, gets pushed to Thursday night. Yeah. And we're part of the District 17 race Thursday night. Yeah, so it's a lot of racing for you guys and a lot of driving, a lot of windshield time. Will you take your whole rig when you do that? When you you come in on Friday into Davenport, will you have your whole rig, or will you Will you downsize oh, into yeah. somebody's van or no, what? No, 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 no. Yeah, no. We'll uh, 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 that's no. We'll we'll bring I'll bring everything. You need to make room, Tony. Okay. She she swings wide and she'll uh, <laughs> she'll cut us the path. There there's a lot of room there at Davenport. We'll get her done. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about it. That's funny. Just make sure she's driving and not you, so we know because uh, absolutely. If she's the driver, I don't want a rookie behind the wheel coming in here hitting the walls. Uh, in Davenport, she's the pro. Yeah, the pro. So uh, you've you've got um, so on a Thursday. What kind of crowd do you think it'll be in Davenport? I, I, or excuse no, me, Springfield. Oh, th- th- Thursday in Springfield. I really don't know. I I uh, I, I I don't know what to anticipate. Um, I I hope it's a good crowd. Um, it's Lord knows it's a big race weekend. Um, yeah. really across the country. So. Uh, I hope we have a good crowd Thursday night, but I, I've, we've never raced there on a Thursday night. I couldn't tell you, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I've never been there on a Thursday night ever, so um, yeah. not for a motorcycle race anyway. Do, do you think – how many guys do you think you'll have come to uh, to Springfield in your Ast- on the Astros and then, then back to Davenport, then back to Springfield? Will they all do it? Well, no, they're not all going to do it. Uh, so, we've you know, there's several of them like – um, Kevin, uh, um, Kevin Barnes, he'll race Thursday night. And then he basically has to stay in Springfield because he'll be racing Saturday. Um, Rob McClendon, who won Springfield last year, AKA Robbie Bobby. Everybody knows him by Robbie Bobby over Rob McClendon. Oh yeah. Um, he, he, you know, he's turning wrenches for, uh, Dalton Gaultier this year. So he'll race Thursday night and can't come Friday night. So, it, we'll, we'll we'll lose a few um, coming to Davenport, but I hope not many. That's going to be a great great race. Uh, I can't I can't wait. I know who is but, coming. Um, uh, David Durrell's coming on on Friday night in, in Davenport. Yep, because I got his pre entry, yep. and I know who else is coming. Parker, Chris Carr, Chris Carr. I'm sorry, not Chris Parker Carr. Carr. Yeah, Chris Carr's coming. I'm I just like, yeah, Parker's coming. You got that's a good piece of information. <laughs> now, it, it, it will be. Uh, you're going to have Lance Jones there, um, who is part of the class of 79. Sure. Um, Paul, Co- Paul Covert, who's traveled the Midwest quite a bit, uh, has a very strong amateur resume. Um, you're, it's going to be, it's going to be a salty race just between, uh, Chris, um, Davey and Lance. I would expect, would expect nothing less than one of those to be at the top of the box. So of course, but, Chris Carr is Chris Carr, right? But I think yep. Davey Durrell, I, I, 
I was I was just watching some old videos and stuff, just you know, kind of being feeling nostalgic because it's it's Davenport coming up and and it's a you know it's a vintage old guy race. Um, I think I think it's going to be fun to watch. I'm not going to say anything because. I don't want to get in trouble, but no, you don't want to pick any favorites before they show up, bud. Because <laughs> they might just they not, might not show up. <laughs> well, yeah. they're both on my bikes, so I've. Uh, I can tell you, four weeks ago, Chris and I went and tested, and he got off both of them because I, I, I can't tell any difference. I said, "Okay, then I've done my job. It's up to you guys." So yeah, whatever, you won't be accused wins, of making a favorite then. Oh, that's, that's good cool. For, that's he rode good for you. He rode both bikes. Your the the that he's going to race and Davey's going to race, and he couldn't right. tell the. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a good story. So, I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, they. But I, I will. <laughs> Davey has less rust on him. How about that? And I know Chris is probably listening to my son to blow up. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you tempted fate anyway. You, you know, a lot of times people, D- Davey's been out west for a number of years. He's the 17-time Pikes Peak hill climb champion. He mm-hmm. owns seven world records going up Pikes Peak on two wheels. He's still pretty fresh. He rides weekly. And um, he hadn't missed a stride. I mean, we were within four-tenths of the singles at Atlanta. Wow. That's an impressive number right there. That's that's putting yeah, it down on, there. On fifty year old, yeah, on fifty year old crap. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> really expensive, well built crap. Well, uh, well, well put together crap. Well maintained. They, they were built on a dirt floor in Spain. You know. Yeah. Uh, they rust from the inside out. I've cut enough of these bikes apart to know what they are and what they aren't. That's awesome. Hey, we gotta, we gotta, we're at top of the hour. We're at commercial break, but it's. I look forward to seeing you in Davenport, Chris. Absolutely, Tony. Thank you for your time and letting us come on and talk about the charity. All right. We're going to take a uh, one-hour national break. I want to thank J.D. Beach, Jesse Janish, and Chris Hawkins. Hour number two, we're going to have Tristan Hart, Drake Beecham, and an open segment. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. There's more right after this. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v rubber 
Passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard of the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Now, welcome back to the show. Hour number two with uh, Tony Wink and PJ Dorn, Scott Casper. At home, dealing with bats and dogs. True story. True story. True story. Dealing with bats and dogs. But he is looking a lot better, so we want to give him a big shout-out and say we're glad he's still with us. And and hopefully feeling better yet. Yep, he was sick for a while. Big thanks to Jack and Leanne DeLeon, and also thanks to Ed Kulenkamp and uh, Tommy Boy Halverson. We had a good hour number one. We had... See who do we have? We had a we had some we had some a we fast a, road J- racer that is kind of good at flat track. JD the Beach, or maybe he's a fast flat tracker. He's really good at road racing. I, I think Something he's both. Like he's both. Had JD Beach on, also Jesse Janish, a flat tracker, a really really well spoken, really fast AFT singles class rider, and then another well spoken man as well, um, Chris Hawkins, who is one of the organizers of the Bull Taco Astro Cup. We were talking about that big event coming up for those guys next weekend. On Labor Day weekend, it starts off on Thursday in Springfield, and then they head to Davenport for the Vintage Flat Track Race, the half mile over there, and then they're back over into uh, uh, Springfield. So it's a bu- busy weekend for them. A lot of a lot of windshield time for those guys. Hour number two, we've got Tristan Hart scheduled, also Drake Beecham. I know Jack is efforting to uh, to to get together with one of them. And oh oh, we got Drake Beecham on now. Let's bring him, Drake. Welcome back to Pit Pass. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Doing great. We're having a good show, and we're we're really excited. Whenever you're on the script, when we show up, we're really excited to see it. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Who's this uh, Drake guy that you're excited to see on the show? I need to tune in and listen to him. It's you, the Drake, man. This is PJ. <laughs> and, man, congratulations since we last... <laughs> May I have FaceTime together? You've taken over the title lead, man. That is not small news. That is huge news. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling really excited about it. Um, you know, I've been working hard all year trying to make this thing work. And, uh, you know, it's paying off. Just staying smart and collecting points is, you know, the name of the game. And, you know, it's proven to work. So just got to keep on keeping on. So you, you play it smart, but do you just go a flat out for wins? Or do you try to ride and protect the I mean you only got what, a one single point that you, you lead the twin twin cups? Or the uh, twins yeah. cup, yeah. Uh, so there is three points separating uh the top three riders. So it's one point 
behind me is Dumas, and then one point behind him is uh, Barney. Wow. Michael Barnes. And you guys all, you, you do get the final three Moto America weekends. Twins are racing at all of those events, correct? As single headers. Correct. So you've got 75 points on offer for the remainder of the season, right? Pittsburgh's a doubleheader. There are two races that weekend, so it's a 100, 100 points. points. 100 points remaining. So three points is essentially nothing, and you guys are all going to be battling to the end. But I like your odds. You've come on midseason, and you just keep coming on stronger, it seems like. Is that what it feels like from your side of the handlebars, Drake? Yeah, it does. You know, we keep uh, developing this bike and getting it better and better every weekend and, you know, just upgrading components. And, you know, every weekend and more time that I get on the bike, the more comfortable I feel. That's that's awesome. Uh, fortunately, I was at your first, that was your first uh, Twins Cup win was Road America, right? Correct. I had the fortune of being there with you, watching you uh, dominate uh, in that race. It was an impressive display. And, man, do you know how to win over a sponsor? A guy who might have been a small-time sponsor became a much bigger sponsor, I have to believe, uh, in the course of one Sunday afternoon. Yes, uh, Billy Mallory of Brick uh, Gentry Law Firm. He's a great dude. And, uh, you know, we were even talking on the phone just today, and uh, I was going to see if I could possibly make it down to the uh, mile to see all you guys. Oh, boy. Can oh. you come on Friday? He'll, he'll be... Well, I think that he he uh, is my attorney as well and my good friend. I think the plan is he's going to come over to Davenport on on uh, Friday, 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 yeah, and then and then head over to the to the mile in Springfield. Yeah, we'll just have to see if I got the time in my busy schedule. I will definitely make it up. I'd probably like slip you a pit pass when nobody's looking, maybe or <laughs> yeah, make it worth <laughs> make it you, worth your while. What size of t shirt you wear? All righty, huh? Medium. Okay, I'll get you an extra medium. It'll be really extra, nice. Extra, extra medium. It'll be real. So I get. Hang on. What about a motorcycle? Are you interested in riding a twin? I could do it. The, uh, <laughs> um, I'd have to do a little bit of training before that, but I think uh, you know, trial by fire. Why not? Or I got a, an old four fifty Honda sitting in my garage still oh. that's all set up. Yeah, all that that bad boy was ready. It and was ready. And you haven't ridden it. It's ready. No, I bought it thinking I was going to do it, and I just, I didn't. Nah, I don't have time. I've got 90 motorcycles. I can't, I can't ride one that I know nothing about. So, uh, <laughs> what do you think? You, you, you probably want to throw your leg over. We, we can sign you up under an alias, so nobody even knows who you are. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see about that. Um, you know, that would be one heck of a road racing world article. You know, Drake Beecher might be able to continue the rest <laughs> oh, of the yeah. race season. Sorry, due to, so uh, close to victory in the championship. Incident. And, yeah, due to an unfortunate right. dirt track incident involving no one with a brain. <laughs> right. Who what? doesn't even have a license to do so? <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't have to have a license in, in uh, Davenport. AFT oh, really? you do. In AFT you do, but not at Tony's not at my, race. No, not at Tony's race. I'm the promoter. I own the race. I own the event. It's fine. Oh, okay. That changes the game. If we'll, you, we'll have to see. Okay. If you want to ride a single, I got one. If you want to ride a legit twin, I just happen to know that there's one available that would probably, and I'll let you talk to the owner of it so you can get a little more comfortable than talking to some wingnut on the on the radio show here <laughs> doesn't but doesn't uh, know anything about him no no uh <laughs> no that would be really fun and it and it uh if you do make it over to the races 
I sincerely mean all of those things. I'll, I'll totally take care of you and love to have you there. We'd love to interview you during the event, um, you know, with, down on the on the track during the half mile in Davenport on August 30th. It's a Friday. And the, the SWAT meet that goes on there is incredible. You you really is. It is a cool event. And I know you're busy, but if you can yeah. make it, we'd love to have you. All righty. Send me the dates and I'll see what I can do. I just did. It's August thirtieth. Yeah. It's show it's up. The day before. Alrighty. It's the day before the Springfield. Uh, um, t- what? It's the short track on Saturday, right? No, no. it's the mile on uh, Saturday. They're doing a double header of the mile. That's the deal. Because it rained out, so they yep. do the, they do the mile on Saturday, and then they do the mile on Sunday as well. Yep. And then Monday's a rain out, a rain date. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Alrighty. And the cool, the other cool thing that uh, Tony hasn't been mentioning so much about his race is you get legit board trackers there, which. After going to the event, one of the coolest parts of it, man, was those board trackers. There's you know what a board tracker is, Drake? I do. Is it cool or what? So these guys, I mean, they're worth a hundred grand. Yeah, and they were racing them for real, for like, real, for they were, real. They're not throwing like, them in and on the gas hard. Yeah, and there's no chance I would get. I wouldn't throw my leg over one of them things. They look way have, too fast. Yes, for what I mean, I ca- I've contemplated doing the Iowa Man. Like, if I got the opportunity to do that, like, I contemplate doing that. Board track? Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no, thank you. Well, th- no one's going to actually, hopefully, in this day and age, actually put together a board track so that someone can acquire the 16 foot sliver that board tracks are famous for. Uh, but their board track <laughs> machines on flat track, they're they're crazy fast. Crazy fast oh, yeah. on what looked like 1920s era bicycle tires and suspension. Oh yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Do you? Uh, so t- the three rounds that we or four rounds, I guess it is because Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's a doubleheader. Which which one do you look forward to the most? Do you think it's it's um, and which track do you think is most suited for the twin? So that's a very good question. Um, so in years past, I have really look forward to Pittsburgh because of the track being pristine. I've uh, been recently repaved and the surface is just billiard smooth um, and tons of grip. I love that track and the location of it is just a great place to be. Um, you know, and I feel like we're getting the bike set up to where it's going to handle very well there, um, especially because we've been struggling with cornering just a little bit, um, getting the bike set up for that. So hopefully... Um, that'll prove our theory uh, that we currently have that will uh, gain us that advantage. Um, but I'm really looking forward to Barber because they just freshly repaved that track. And it it so, did happen. You know that for sure. Because I knew that it was the plan earlier this year, and they don't typically backpedal on it, but it's happened. You're aware of that? Yes, it has happened, and that's what I've been aware of. And especially by the time we get there, it's going to be pristine. Yep. Barber with fresh pavement is uh, heaven on earth, if you ask me. I'm totally with you. Yeah, because they they run the uh, Porsche driving school there, and they have, you know, a bunch of braking bumps and some of the key sections where, you know, you might like to back the bike in for a Charlotte's Web, and it's got a bunch of braking bumps there. Um, And just, you know, kind of unsettles the chassis, but... You know, if that's going to be smooth now, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that's the spot that really pays off. And I think uh, the other one is the bottom, uh, the back straightaway, downhill left. What is the, the you, When you bottom out, you G out before you go up and over the tunnels at 13, they call it, or 12. Well, it's, maybe it's 12. Oh, yeah. go um, The uphill right. Yeah, 
Yeah, the uh, eleven twelve. Yeah, going up the tunnel. Yes. Yep, absolutely. That usually gets kind of bumpy. You know, it has been known to be bumpy in that area just because apparently cars put a lot of load into that spot. Right. Yeah, that'll be nice when it is smooth. I'm looking forward to that race as well. Now that you say that, Drake, I will be down there for that one. Can't wait. Yeah. Heck yeah. It'd be awesome to have you. Are you going to wear your bicycle helmet? I don't do that in the South. That is a strictly road America <laughs> tradition where I'm allowed to ride my scooter well beyond inebriated and no one really says anything. Mm-hmm. It's Wisconsin. Apparently it's, there's no rules. Well, you you just you can just soak it up with, with cheese curd, bratwurst. And, yeah, and, bratwurst for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Drake, it, it seems that you've kind of become a Sunday man, if you don't mind me saying, as you sometimes don't qualify yeah. as well as you should, but you always seem to make up for it during the races. What's up with that, and, yeah. and what do you, what do you uh, how do you address that, or what's the deal with that? So the lack of seat time that I've had on the FZ07, and uh, I mean, luckily I know the tracks, but you know it is a little different um, translating from going there for to those tracks for three years on a 300, and then having to alter my lines, my braking points, where I apply the throttle, and a bunch of other things. Um, to each track so there's a little bit of a learning curve there um and getting the bike set up for each individual track um you know we've always been kind of chasing some gremlins around a little bit with just set up and trying to get it to handle how i would like it to um and fortunately we're getting close on that um it was the best that the bike had ever felt at sonoma um it might not look like it, but we had just a little bit of geometry issue that we couldn't uh, fix there at the track. Um, I was just having some pumping in the rear, but other than that, the bike transitioned quickly. Um, it was just when I got on the gas, it went to the edge of the track. So um, Lenny at KTEC has been a great help um, and, you know, help setting up the bike and getting it to where I want it to be. Drake, you've, uh, Clearly, you're coming on in this season. Um, it's We're nearing the end. Clearly, we're not at the end, and you've got everything to fight for right now. Um, are you looking forward to more uh, in this class in the in the future? Are things uh, undecided as yet? Again, clearly, you've got some things to prove before this season is in, in the bag. Yeah. Um, I mean, as it's been going on for pretty much all year, um, you know, I just have a the attitude of don't quit no matter what, just don't quit, keep on going and make it work. Um, you know, I don't know what next year is going to hold or what's going to be and become of that, but we'll just have to see, um, you know, just keep making connections and see where the cards fall towards this, uh, off season. But all I can do right now is, you know, look forward to what I can do and what's in my control. And that's to show up to the track, ready to go. Are you familiar with the uh, song Don't Stop Believing" by Journey? Yes. Well, maybe uh, maybe you just pump that thing a little bit and you can... <laughs> yeah, that ought to do it for, just, a, for a teenager in the teens. What's so. your favorite song? What's your favorite Metallica song? Ooh, that one's a tough one. Uh, probably um, Fade to Black or Sad But True. Any, Sad But True is the one that, you know... Got me hook, line, and sinker when I was uh, three years old. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you're young. He's been rocking since oh, he was three. Man, I'm old. Yeah. Uh, 
you were three. Wow, you just you just a uh, little reality check for me, and especially PJ, I bet, because yeah, you were uh, probably like, well, you're like in the I was, army. I was well out of the army. Well out of the army. When <laughs> well out of the army when that one came around. And that's just fine. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't know that they had Metallica during the Korean War. <laughs> <laughs> You've been taking lessons from uh, someone in our crew, and I assume his name was Tony. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> the old man river and actually i just turned the big five oh last week so it's uh, only getting worse happy birthday i'm sorry i missed it i kind of avoided birthday i cheese curded my way through that i meant to make it but oh man no, no worries the 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 uh beatles cover band really rocked the house down at the marina it was a good time really oh yeah we had a good nice. time at the marina i'm sure that's fun uh if you if you uh all jokes aside if you were to exit to twins class next season do you think you'd prefer a super sport or a stock 1000 ride anything out there that you're like oh, maybe that could be an option somebody you've been talking to you don't have to say who or anything like that but is there anything on the table at this point um nothing currently on the table at this point um and if i had my choice um personally i would like to go to stock 1000 um i just i have had my eye on that class for a little while and i even had my eye on that after uh or before I had the opportunity for the Twins Cup, I was looking at that. I know it was going to be kind of a bigger jump, but um, that was, you know, well before I figured out what I was really going to do. Um, but, you know, I like the power of a 1,000, and personally, I mean, that's part of the reason why I ride is just, you know, feeling the speed and getting my adrenaline fixed off of that, and, uh, you know, it's just exhilarating, and there's nothing like it. Well, you're... uh you're a, a growing young man, if you will, Drake. Clearly, you've uh, putting in some time in the gym, so you look like you're definitely up to the ta- to the challenge of handling, uh, you know, substantially more horsepower than certainly the 300s and now the twins that you're riding. Uh, I could totally see you going to a uh, to a super stock uh, class ride, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there that's going to hear that and want to talk to you, given that you are the front runner of the three in in your class. Um, is there is there anything about the upcoming races that you feel uh, maybe favors you over your uh, your opponents, uh, the guys that are closest to you in the class right now? Um, I mean. <laughs> well, that'll do it. You know, that I'm, that I'm, that does it. I'm I'm hungry, and you know, I just I don't like to roll over and die. I just don't do that. I'll fight to the bitter end, and you know, I'll make the moves I got to make to stay up there and to make it work. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, how does this? Uh, I mean, you guys have you, you of course had the race at Sonoma, but you had uh, before that about a month off. Uh, how did how'd your month off go? I mean, as far as training, were you were you stepping it up or just trying to level out for the remainder of the season? Uh, staying busy, uh, working, and um, I was trying to get to do some more uh, dirt training. Um, I didn't get to do as much as I wanted to, but you know, staying busy with work so I could make the last part of the you know push for California and the Western rounds possible. Um, cause you know, as a broke 19 year old, it is not easy to make this, uh, pro racing gig work. So, uh, you know, working my butt off to get out there and to do it. Um, you know, I was getting really good shoulder exercises, um, chainsaws above the head. Do that really well. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'm sure you're. Well, it's worth noting your dad's still doing every race with you. Is that fair? Correct, or is he uh, getting a little bit of a breather? Uh, no, he's been to uh, every single uh, pro race that I've been to, and he's function. I'm sure he's probably splitting driving duties with you as well as uh, doing a fair bit of the pit work. Uh, actually, he, he slacked off a little bit for the uh, Western round, so we got uh, him flights to get out there because uh, somebody had to go back to work the next day after the races. So, uh, you know, I had, I was stuck with the driving most of the time. So, Who's going to wash uh, your bike afterwards if he's not there? That sounds horrible. Right? It's terrible. No. Um, I mean, you're 19. You don't want to – you got your health, and why would you want to – in your in your youth, why would you want to waste it washing what motorcycles? Do you, what do you want a job for? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there isn't too much washing that has to be done for our uh, road race bikes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, as but, long as you uh, keep no, them out I of the could, gravel could, traps. Honestly, yeah, right. Uh, and luckily, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this without my dad. You know, he works his butt off to make sure that everything gets done on the bike and. Uh, you know, never had issues. I've never had a mechanical out of a race because of a issue that my dad has missed or anything like that. Um, and I actually, I don't think I have DNF'd or mechanical period under, you know, him watching the bike and working his magic. So, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for him. Yep. We've all met him at the track and he's, uh, He's a true, uh, true competitor himself. I mean, he's he puts his uh, hat in in your ring every weekend when you're racing. Who are you training with these days, Drake? Are you uh, doing the solo Ironman type deal, or have you got some guys that you uh, work out with? Solo Ironman, just chainsaw, just the you and the chainsaw. <laughs> what do you do you for training, Drake? I've done some running. Um, I don't run as much as I want to, um, or need to and you know i'm trying to get better onto a routine but you know working to race and to get out there um kind of puts a little bit of a damper on that you know after being out in the sun for quite a while and you know i got sick right before i went to sonoma and i thought that i had a beat and then it came back and during the race i started having a drainage and stuff screwing with me and some other gross details mm, that does sound gross we could just spare us most of it yeah Yeah. please spare us (laughs) right right so uh you know that was part of how it was a hard fought uh second for uh sonoma and i was really proud of that just to hold on to that position well jake it's uh we're we're stoked to have you on the show we're friend we're we're excited to be your friend on the show and uh excited to have billy mallory part of your program now because he's he's pretty important to us and everything we do here and uh, it's it's a cool fit. It's a cool uh, uh, situation to have you on the show, and then and have him be involved in your program and everything. And I meant every word I said. If you want a bike to ride, twin, single, some old crawdad vintage bike, um, or if you just want to hang out and you need a place to stay, we got you covered down there in, in Davenport next weekend on the thirtieth on Friday. Awesome. I appreciate that. I'll see if I can make it. Okay, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, Jack has efforted and succeeded to reach Tristan Hart. And he's going to join us right after the break. It's Pit Pass. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Scott Russell, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. 
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden racetech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible racetech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech Suspension Advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hickland Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one -on -one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, my name is Ben Evans. I'm a professional motocross and supercross racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Man, there's a blast from the past. Ben Evans, he did. He had his pro debut 
in the West Coast Supercross on the 250. It was the Tylub Honda team. I don't think Honda was even affiliated with the team at that point, but it was just the Tylub team, and that was a fun year. It's a ways back. He and Alex Martin were teammates. Ben no longer races professional motocross. Alex Martin, as you know, is uh, A-Mart's doing very well racing for the JGR Suzuki. So a little bit of history trivia there. Uh, big thanks to Drake Beecham, who who uh, had an outstanding talk with us, talking about his one-point lead in the Twins Cup. That's pretty he awesome. Is, he is on the gas this year. He is he is growing up fast and faster. And, you know, I agree with you. I mean, I know Barney and, and everybody is, is right there, but him coming on midseason like he has, he's on a roll. He's got the confidence. He's 19. He's, he's 19, and he's feeling it. It's so cool. Yeah, and, it and, really uh, is. It'd be a good feel-good story if he won, especially, you know, your you guys being involved with him up there and with Billy helping now, Billy Mallory and, and everything. He's it's, been, uh, and he's been a babe, a pit-pass babe for since he was a young boy. I we mean, had him when we, he was 14, 13. We were getting, you know, Tommy Boy's been uh, involved for uh, quite a while. Yep, yep. So big thanks to Drake for joining us. Joining us now is 22-year-old Tristan Hart, who claimed a remarkable 14th overall at the Erzberg Rodeo. Red Bull hair scramble earlier this year, and uh, he's finished in the last dog standing with a podium finish in third place, IRC Enduro Fest in second place, and the Rev Limiter Hard Enduro in fifth place, just to name a few. Tristan Hart joins us now. Tristan, if we could put him on air, Jack. Wake up, buddy. Here we go. All right, Tristan joins us now. (laughs) How are you, Tristan? What's going on? Good. How are you guys? Good. We appreciate you taking the time. What are you up to today? Uh, just... Spent the last two days driving across the U.S., almost back to Phoenix now for the first round of Endurocross. Wow, a lot of driving. Endurocross wasn't going to happen, is happening. What's going on with that series? Yeah, so I guess they sold it, and then that guy couldn't secure some sponsors, so Eric Kennard, the original creator of it, bought it back, and he joined with Todd Hammock of the Marina Cross series, and they're putting together a three-round series this year, so that's that's cool. That is cool. I mean, we've we've been relatively in the know about this since it, you know, because we interview the racers, the very very talented racers that have been a part of the series, and and we were all a little bit brokenhearted that it was going away. And everything Eric touches seems to be, and his partner are going to. I think it's going to be a good combo. Are, are you? You've got to be pretty excited. You must be. You're driving a long ways. <laughs> yeah, definitely a long drive. But yeah, everything Eric does, all the supercross races. I just raced a TKO race in Tennessee. He does that. He yep. does so many races and everything he does is so so awesome. So yeah, I'm super happy he bought bought it back and fun. And what about this Erzberg rodeo, fourteenth overall? Is it, tell me that's not your first visit to the Erzberg and that you just came out of the gate swinging that hard. <laughs> Yeah, actually, that was my first time there, and honestly, I was really close to getting the top 10, but I had a front brake issue, and Cody Webb actually gave me his on, like, halfway through the race, so if he wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have finished, but I lost, like, 30 minutes or so from that, and I still ended up finishing, so that was probably the best experience I've had in a race in my lifetime, so that was awesome. That is awesome, and and what a what a neat experience to go over there and do that yeah my dad came with me and we stayed for a week and got to experience a bit of austria so that was really cool and to see all the top factory guys like jarvis and johnny walker and talk to them was pretty cool and race alongside them for a bit was pretty cool too 
And you, so do you foresee yourself doing that again? Because, you know, certainly uh, in the press and even here on Pit Pass, we've talked to competitors and they said some people are of the one and done. I never want to go there again. Or, no, I really want to go and do better. Yeah, I definitely want to go back and I want to do better. I want to top 10 and eventually I'd like to top five and maybe one day a podium would be like an ultimate goal of mine. So hopefully I can accomplish that one day. Is top 10 a win or is a top five a win for you at this point? At this point, a top five. (laughs) (laughs) That might sound like a tall order, but I think I'm capable of doing it. So we'll see in the future. Just being able to be there and and throw your your name in that that ring of people is is uh, just gives you more street cred than than many of your peers. And I don't care what discipline it is, that's a that's a legitimate tough thing to do. And I can people only get imagine really hurt there. <laughs> it's a race where you can get really 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 hurt, right? And, and even from yeah. just exhaustion. Yeah, some of the downhills there, that's probably the most dangerous thing. And it's like, if you don't ride it out or you don't walk it, you actually try and ride it like shit. I mean, sorry my language, but it, it can go really bad. And that was like one of my worst fears. And luckily I didn't get hurt. And then with the exhaustion too, in Carl's Diner, like an hour over those rocks was just unreal. And my dad actually ran through the rocks with me encouraging me the whole time just giving me positive words and that's awesome dude for that i was like i was ready to quit at one point he encouraged me through it so that was really awesome of him that's so cool that's a neat story is your dad is he gonna be was he at the tko tko with you uh he wasn't he was actually fishing on the coast on his new fishing boat so he's taking a step back this summer but that's cool that sounds way cooler actually yeah, fishing than, on than the yelling coast. at your kid in some rocks when he's spinning out. Yeah. How was the TKO? TKO this year was definitely different than I think any year except the first year. It didn't rain in the previous week, so it was dry and dusty. It almost was like SoCal weather, where it was just super dusty and not super humid like the East Coast is known for. So it was like the first two knockouts were almost just like a hair scramble, single track kind of race. There wasn't anything technical. I don't think any of the top guys had to get off their bikes to walk. Really? And in the final, it's pretty hard for the final not to be gnarly because it's just up that waterfall and the big boulders in the creek. So that was still pretty gnarly. And I managed to finish fifth behind Colton and then three Europeans. So not bad. We won't mention their names. Uh, Manuel Lettenbickler won. Mario got second, and Wade Young got third. Okay, I guess we will mention their names then. <laughs> give them a little, give them some props. <laughs> that's that's uh, interesting. I know some guys that came actually from our neck of the woods that went down there and raced it. I, I don't know how they finished. I saw on their Facebook or their Instagram or something that they were racing it, and I um, I had I had thought you know this year I raced Loretta Lynn's in the amateur in the in the old man class in the plus forty, and same deal for me. A top ten was was like. Okay, and I finished. Uh, what I, I got eighth, seventh, or eighth. I thought you said seven. Or yeah, eight. and yeah. I'm like now I'm like ah, I'm gonna go back and I want to podium that thing, and that's a tall order for me, you know. And and nobody cares. It's the old man class, right? But it's, <laughs> yeah. but it, but it's it's why why we get up in the morning and and it's it's fun and and I'll work towards that and that kind of thing. But I also have thought, um, you know, I race in in Baja, and uh, it's uh-huh. my. 
my intention is to Ironman the 1000 in 2020, and I want to go there and win and win it. And I know that's a tall order. Um, the uh, the TKO sounds like a lot of fun. I was thinking about that. I was uh, actually the the Iowa State Fair goes on the same week, so it's, it has to compete, and that's a big deal to me. I really love the Iowa State Fair here, and, and there's like over a million people that go. It's a big deal. Wow. And and uh, an incredible waste of time and money. Believe me. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know what? I could I would rather spend that money going down and racing the TKO, and I and I'm. I'm glad to have you on to, uh, you know, like a local double A guy that's now 40. Is it, is that a place for me or am I, I mean the other, the guys that, that, that went and raced it, I would handily beat at a local race, but I don't know how they finished. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I mean, that's a weird format too. Yeah. I think the coolest thing about extreme enduro, it's not really how you finish so much. It's just about, the sense of accomplishment you can get from like the extremely challenging obstacles because lots of stuff you'll see you don't think it's possible and then you're just forced to push and push yourself out of your comfort zone and try these crazy things and sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't but when it does work out it's a pretty good feeling and i think that's why extreme enduro is growing so much right now and i think it's it's um you know also that the the What's cool about that event, I think, is your friends, family, like your dad, running through the rocks to cheer you on over there at Erzberg. You know, if you, if you're the spectators, it's designed to have the spectators close to you. So that's, I think that's more fun too than if you're out there, you know, in, in, uh, Mexico in the Baja by yourself in the middle of the night. You're like, what am I doing? No, no one's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that would be fun. Extreme Enduro definitely is so spectator-friendly. Like, at Erzberg, there's a couple of sections. There's, like, probably a 1,000 people or so at each section cheering you on. And it's just they get such a thrill off seeing you get up a hill. And that just that helps you carry on with the race. So that definitely helps with Extreme Enduro. And at the, at Erzberg, so I'm, I'm always puzzling over it when I watch because I work at a dealership, so we've got – Moto TV and various years of the Erzberg are always rolling through on our video, at least clips of it. Is the start do they they do they break up the start in any way, or is it le- really a, just a mad dash? Uh, so they break it up five hundred people total, and we start in rows of fifty, like every twenty or thirty seconds. Whoa, it's a lot <laughs> of dudes aiming at a hill. Yeah, and it's supposed to be a dead engine start, and it never really ends up being a dead engine start. Everyone starts with their engines on, and you're supposed to wait for Carl, the race designer or maker, promoter, for him to pick up the flag. But as soon as he even moves his hand, everyone just leaves on a mad dash. And then at that point, there's no stopping them, and then... It's just chaos for the next three hours, honestly. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's <laughs> hours of a race, but people are legitimately freaking out about the the half a second they might gain at the start. Exactly. It's just everyone is like trying to kill each other for the first twenty minutes. Like, legitimately, it's crazy. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Actually, I mean, does it pay off to be a little more patient in that? I can only imagine. I guess you don't want to be behind people though that uh, can't make the the first obstacles because otherwise you just get log jammed, right. right? And it's game over. Yeah, so it's super important to be on the first row. That's like the most important thing. So you want to be top 
50 fastest on the prologue the day before. And then my style is not, I'm not a super aggressive racer, so I like to let the race come to me, especially in the later half of the race. So I'll honestly let people go if they're like being super aggressive because I don't feel like battling for the first hour because I know it's such a long race. So it's just depending on your style. And my style is just a little more mellower, I'd say. Well, it's working for you, and letting the race come to you when it's three, four hours long, I guess, uh, can work. Yep. What about uh, GNCC? Do those? I've never done one, but I'd like to because I grew up racing off-road in Canada, and it's tight, gnarly trees, and kind of similar to GNCC, maybe a little tighter, but those guys are definitely fast, and I, I don't know if I can hang with many of them, but I raced Ben Kelly this weekend, and we had some good battles, so... It'd be fun to try one one day, though. He's no slouch, but I tell you, I do not believe, unless you're right on logging roads in Canada or something, I don't believe GNCC. They're so fast and blown out compared to any any other series that I've seen. It's a completely different animal. I mean, they race ATVs the day before. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, I have no doubt you'd do well. It'd be, it'd be fun to see. I go to a few of those here and there, so... Um, Three hours apparently doesn't bother you to race that long. It <laughs> it's so rough though. Like in the, the the early races, like in March and stuff, you can't imagine. And I know Tristan, you'd have no trouble with it, but for a slob like me, it is the most brutal. And you're just like, why would I go to that? And then and then by February, you're like, well, I'm probably gonna head down to the GNCC in Florida again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, get, I have get, some friends from Canada that do GNCCs, and they always tell me about how rough and gnarly they are. So that I can definitely expect with so many, like, hundreds and hundreds of racers on the track. It's bound to get super rough. Yeah. Thousands, actually, yeah. in some situations. Arm pump in the pits. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I would have, for right. sure. So what are your expectations for the Enduro Cross this weekend, Tristan? Uh, so this year they got Taddy Blazuziak coming over to fill in for Cody Webb and then cool. Hager. So ultimately, if I could battle those guys for wins or podiums, that would be that would be really cool. If I could beat them here and there, I'm not expecting to fully win the Enduro Cross title, but if I can beat them straight up, which is something I've only done a couple times, that would be really cool and mean a lot. That is cool. What's your what's your plans for the balance of the season? Anything besides uh, Enduro Cross? Uh, I might be going to Indonesia for another extreme Enduro race, which would be I'm pretty excited for that if that comes through. And then I have another race in Quebec I'm going to be doing, and then just some local racing, and then two more rounds in Enduro Cross in October. And that's about it, I think. Where do you live now? Uh, I live near Calgary, Alberta. Oh, I just across the border in British Columbia. You still live up in Canada. you do any motocross ever? Yeah, I do some local motocross here and there whenever I can fit it in, and I practice it. Do you follow the the CM, CMRC? Is that what it is? Canadian? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I follow that. So, uh, Michael Essie, always a fun story when, when he's racing any series. Uh, have you been yep. following all the drama there and everything? Yeah, that one race definitely blew up where Philip Nicoletti, bad news, still got in his face and screamed at him or whatever, and then they ended up getting some fines and stuff. That was pretty crazy. <laughs> I think it's just what the Canadian series needs. It's, it's so yeah, lessy. Definitely. 
they put it on the map. I think it's awesome, actually. And, and I don't, I mean, we've had Alessi in the studio when he was on mini bikes and when, when his, when he was making his pro debut in, at Millville, you know, his dad called me and helped him find a mechanic for the summer for, you know, to train or whatever and, and be a practice bike mechanic. Like I know the Alessis very, very well. Tony and I talk every time we see each other, we end up spending a good fair amount of time talking. I don't know why. And I really don't know why it always seems to find Michael Lessie, the drama. I don't, I really don't because I don't think he's, I think he's a great guy. I really do. But man, you can just count on fireworks. If you're going to, if it, if Michael Lessie's in the show, it's going to end with fireworks like every concert at the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> every one of them. <laughs> Boom. There he goes. He's off again. Win, lose, or draw. Yeah, it's the same result. Definitely over the course of his career, the drama seems to follow him. I don't know much about him, but definitely been some good press over that guy. Yeah. What's motocross like up there? I know the off-road is insane in Canada. The motocross, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's as big as the off-road. The off-road, people just like riding in the bushes since we have so much, like so many mountains where we live. So it just seems to be off the rails. And the moto, there's only a couple moto tracks within BC and Alberta that are like constantly groomed. So there's just not many places to ride. The other ones, just they just let it go au natural. That's just not enough riders probably. Yeah, out east, I guess moto's way bigger, but out west, it seems like off-road riding the bulk of the riders. But it's so good, and, and the stuff you grew up riding is like some of the best stuff we have down here. Yeah, exactly. Like Colorado. I mean, you go to Colorado, and you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, you know? <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you're from Canada. Only your dirt's <laughs> better up there than Colorado. Yeah, we're super lucky. I'm super lucky to live where I live, and that's why... I don't really want to move anytime soon because I think I got some of the best training in the world. So what are you doing? You you traveling in a sprinter van or something or, or, or what's your program? Yeah, I got a Ford Transit. That's probably smart. Mercedes, but yeah, it was a little smarter decision for me. So I drive a lot. Sometimes I fly to races if I can, but we'll try to leave the van sometimes at races and then we'll fly back and drive to the next race to try and save 20 hours of driving here and there sure but the bulk of it is definitely just driving back and forth which kind of weighing on me a bit but there's not much i can do about it at this point tough to maintain any uh meaningful relationships let's say while driving constantly <laughs> probably don't have a girlfriend that gets to join you on these deals actually my girlfriend's with me right now my girlfriend of five years so we're having a little vacation right now so it's pretty cool no oh, that's fun that's, yeah, that sounds... takes the staying out of the drive. Does she know you, she's your yeah. girlfriend? <laughs> yeah, she knows. <laughs> Sometimes she might not know, though. Sometimes she might like question herself, like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I've, I've heard some stuff. <laughs> All right, yeah. Tristan Hart, it's been fun having you on. You've been a good sport. I'd like to give you a chance to thank all of the sponsors that help you go racing. Yeah, I want to thank RPM Racing. Mike helped me this year and will be helping me next year too. And then KTM Canada, KTM USA, Maxis, Climb, SMF, Just One CD, Motorex, Amy Racing. Thanks to all of them.
Awesome job. You must have like the bike right there and you could read them all off and your graphics, is, I, I'm assuming, right? So. Yeah. All right, Tristan, we appreciate you. Have a safe trip and good luck in Enduro Cross. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good night. All right, thanks. Pit Pass Moto is an Evergreen Podcast production. Evergreenpodcast.com hosts a diverse and dynamically curated blend of creative shows featuring a wide range of lifestyle and niche programming. Our network features a myriad of entertaining shows rooted in high creative values and production quality. That's us, Pit Pass Moto on Evergreen Podcast Productions. Hey, this is Ben Bostrom. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey everybody, this is Jeff May, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Thanks, Jeff. This show is brought to you in part by Fly Racing. Continue to expand its line of hard parts from bike stands to handlebars and grips, chain and sprockets, foot pegs, and lever assemblies to creative products such as its innovative boot wash stand. I've had one for three years. To be honest, I hadn't used it until Loretta's because you wash your gear and motorcycle immediately following or it's... It's concrete, I would assume. No, it's just stinky. 
I'm really stinky. And you want your bike to look good for Loretta. So, in fact, I had Stinky, who works for me, Dylan. He was down there helping me, and he's such a trooper. It's the minute I got off. So he brought the innovative boot wash stand from Fly Racing. And uh, I'm like, what is that thing? I've seen that thing in the shop for ages. And he goes, watch this. Puts the boots on. It was actually pretty sweet. So Fly Racing has a bunch. Dylan does owe me a bike stand because he did back over my bike stand with the side-by-side. But other than that, it was a su- total success with Dylan um, at Loretta Lynn. So I want to thank Fly Racing for all their innovative designs. And uh, the Fly Racing designers are committed to making quality hard parts. And you can find them all at flyracing.com or see your local Fly Racing authorized dealer for a full list of available Fly hard parts. Okay, the uh, the British GP is coming up, Silverstone, this weekend. PJ, what's the buzz around MotoGP right now? Well, let's start with uh, Mr. Lorenzo will be returning after a, a pretty serious injury that he suffered back uh, around the Asin round. Um, sure. And he's been out. So he is coming back, and he's uh, made some comments. You know, it's going to take a bit to get back up to speed. Completely understandable. What he doesn't currently mention is he may or may not have been kind of shopping around in the pits. It is yet to be fully determined, but he may or may not have been somewhat shopping uh, for potential future, wanted, what, future offers. It, it, okay, so he's with he's with Repsol, Repsol Honda. He's on the world champ world championship team. He is Mark Marquez, fastest guy in the pits, arguably. Do you His think teammate. that's? Do you think that plays a part in it that he doesn't want to be the second man on a team? That kind of thing, play second fiddle, that sort of thing, and potential. Okay, and do you do that to Honda? They're a very proud Japanese organization. Not if you want want your bike to be clean and functional for the (laughs) remainder of one MotoGP season. I wouldn't think that you would want Honda to find out you're sniffing around for potential jobs, even though you have a contract that absolutely binds you to Honda through the end of 2020. This is, you know, Lorenzo... Uh, as brilliant as he has been on his motorcycle in years past and it, at various times throughout his career hasn't Not so much al- this year. hasn't always this year he struggled on the bike um famously so did the guy before him mr danny pedrosa he didn't so much struggle he just never made the last step that got him to the title to the top of the podium on a recurring basis mark marquez clearly has that figured out um so Lorenzo trying to shop his skills around just seems a little short-sighted. He's uh, you know approaching arguably middle age of a very good career. No one's short-selling his talents. Uh, but again, I can't see how this benefits him in any way. If he was anything less than careful, letting people be letting it be known he might be interested in a job. Yeah, that seems to me. Uh I mean, it happens. We know it happens. It happens in every genre of motorcycle racing. You know that uh, when Rossi left that team, famously, it was under the cover of darkness. He had secret meetings. I have the book, the biography that details all of it. When he was meeting with Yamaha, you read a was, book. Oh, I've read a number of motorcycle books. I'll be you happy actually to loan read them a book you. in Mexico during your the week of your wedding. I saw, I went down to the beach yeah. and I saw you reading one day, and I go, "What is he doing? I, what is that? Didn't even that thing doesn't even rolling. have a, 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 a <laughs> internet browser on it. What is going on with PJ? I am an old guy. I still do the, the the actual print, same as my road racing world. I love to get my road racing world in hand. I'm not. I don't do the digital very well. 
that said, Rossi had, you know, he knew at a very young age, don't uh, upset the apple cart at Honda unless you are willing to pay the price. And it'll be interesting to see the rest of the season. What does uh, Mr. Lorenzo's side of the garage look like versus current reigning and well ahead in points, Mark Marquez's side of the garage? Uh, clearly the bike goes well. Yeah, and, and but he to be fair, he's not gone well this year. Yeah, Jorge's struggled with uh, the Honda. No one can put their finger on it, and I'm sure least of all Jorge. He's had historically his struggles in MotoGP, and then he comes out of it, and he looks like a genius all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy is he's incredibly talented. No one can take that away. You don't accidentally win world championships, and he has multiples. Uh, he is a gifted, gifted, talented rider. He seems, uh, if I was guessing, a little more prone to uh, um, the psychological side of the game, if you will. It's just, it seems like he gets in his own head and, and can be his own worst enemy. He's very critical of himself when uh, other guys seem to move, be able to pick it up and move on when things don't go quite their way. You know, and that's, uh, that's just part of being a good racer, I think, in, in any any aspect is, is to be able to learn from your your shortcomings and, and your mistakes. I mean, not not just in racing. That's just that's being, life in general. Yeah, yeah, just being. Obviously, I've not been done well. This, I'm, I'm st- <laughs> I figure I'm going to get it. This next decade is going to be mine. The fifties are yeah, going to be the fifties. I'm really going to get it dialed. You're really going to come on strong in, on their in the in your fifties. Which yeah. you had a birthday. Congratulations. <laughs> Happy birthday. 50 is... Um, it's a big one. Yeah. Did you ever think I, you'd get there? I didn't think I was going to make 30. I thought, no way do I make 30. I was really struggling through my 20s. So I'm gonna, that I got 30 was amazing to me. I'm going to tell you, it's. It, I cannot believe I'm in my 40s. And I'm going to petition with MX Sports for Loretta Lynn's next year to not name it Senior 40 Plus. If they could just call it like... Cool guy class. Cool Make guy. It real cool. Cool guy class. <laughs> Big thanks to our guests on the show today, Tristan Hart, Drake Beecham, and uh, J.D. Beach, Jesse Janish, and Chris Hawkins. You can find it on pitpassmotor.com. We hope to see everybody August 30th, Friday. It's in Davenport at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. There's a tremendous antique motorcycle swap meet that you really, you, you, you barely have to be a motorcycle person to go there and appreciate it. The boys from from uh, Frank Fritz and, and from uh, American Pickers will be there. There's people that come from Japan, Australia, all over the world. It's really incredible. So come and join us at the Half Mile at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds in Davenport. For PJ Dorn, Jack, and Leanne DeLeon, Ed Camp, Tommy Boy Halverson, I'm Tony Wayne. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. <clears throat> Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.